Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, this is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down, end zone, touchdown, touchdown Raiders! Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And, well, we're coming in hot today. (laughs) Sometimes you just never know what's going to happen, and sometimes you have kind of technical difficulties. So that's what we're having here today on Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness, DeMond Cotton, he's in the home studio, and I'm in my home studio, and it is not going that great today but we are we're gonna truck along demond how are we doing in the studio oh we're doing fantastic you <laughs> okay everything sounds terrible on my end but as long as it sounds okay on your end i'm okay with that you sound pretty good actually okay all right well we're gonna truck along here we go next couple hours next three hours as a matter of fact here on radio nation radio 920 where hopefully we get everything squared away and taken care of but uh Right now, we got to do what we got to do. So coming up on the show today, we have a couple guests for you from the Las Vegas Review Journal and ESPN Las Vegas. Coming up at 2.30, we'll have Adam Hill. He'll join us to talk all things silver and black and just talk about what his expectations are, kind of what he's looking at as far as, you know, what the team could possibly look like when they do hit training camp coming up next month. And we'll just talk all things Raiders with Adam Hill coming up at 2.30. Three, uh, 3.30, we'll have Christina McAloon. From the, she's a senior buying manager from Raider Image, and they have a big deal going on tomorrow at the Summerlin store. Matter of fact, uh, former Raider quarterback Jay Schrader will be in the building, and he'll be out there able to sign autographs. So we'll tell you all about that. Plus, they have a lot of great things going on at the Raider Image. And in between that and everything else, Raider Nation, we want to hear from you. We have uh, Cover 3 NFL News and Notes of the Day. There's other rankings that have come out that I don't think Raider Nation is going to be too happy about. So we've got a lot to get to on today's show. And not only that, also trying to make sure we square away whatever is going on with our technical difficulties that we're having. But we are going to get that taken care of way quick, fast, and in a hurry before this show is over. So what we're going to do, we're going to try to take a quick, like, I don't know, two, three-minute break. We're going to try to reset a couple things. We're going to come on back. We'll jump into the opening drive and get into some of your calls and texts and a lot of feedback that we want on today's show because it's going to go fast and furious. Got a ton of stuff to get to. So that's what we'll do. We'll be back in a flash. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Give me your best. Hey, Raider Nation, this is Hall of Famer Marcus Allen, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Hey, Raider Nation, this is Marcus Allen, and you're listening to Radio Station 920. Say Raider Nation Radio 920. Raider Nation Radio Station 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Not 100% back, but we're better than we were. So <laughs> that's a step in the right direction, Raider Nation. We're going to make it do what it do. DeMond Cotton in the home studio. I'm in my home studio, and uh, you just got to bear with us this afternoon. We're going to make it work, and at some point, like I said, we're going to get back to full throttle. But I had a lot that I want to get to, and I can't wait to talk to Adam Hill coming up at 2.30 from the Las Vegas Review-Journal and also ESPN Las Vegas because normally – and I know it's this time of year where you're going to get all kind of lists, and we've talked about all kind of lists. We've talked about uh, where the secondary ranks, where the offensive line ranks, where the coaching staff, the play callers rank. We've done all that. I, I, I get that. And I know, again, it's that time of year, so you're going to get a whole bunch of that. But I saw a piece 
that has been put out, and ESPN has it out, and it really it started with Pro Football Focus, Ben Lindsay, and I've had Ben on the show, and I've actually reached out to him to try to get him on the show at 4 o'clock, and I haven't heard back from him, so maybe he'll join the show at 4. I'm not too sure, but this one really surprised me. And so, Raider Nation, I really need to hear from you and, and, and get your thoughts. And Again, I don't get too worked up. I think anyone who's listened to me for any amount of time on any kind of platform, if it's podcast, if it's a radio station, whatever the case may be, realizes that I don't get worked up about too many rankings and too many listings. But I did really get shocked when I saw this piece by Ben Lindsay. NFL roster rankings for all 32 teams for 2022. Strengths, weaknesses, and X factors for every starting lineup. So I'm thinking, before I read any of it, I'm thinking, okay, Raiders, they won 10 games a season ago. They were the fifth seed in the playoffs. You know, I'm not saying they were the fifth best team in the, in the league, but they were the fifth seed in the playoffs in the AFC. So the Raiders have to have a pretty good ranking, right? I mean, they, they went and upgraded their coaching staff, in my opinion. They upgraded their roster, in my opinion. And, yeah, what, what's there not to like about the Raiders roster right now? Well, Raider Nation, I don't know if you've read the piece already. I don't know if you want to read the piece. You might not after this. But in the AFC alone, just in the AFC conference, the Raiders were the 12th highest ranked team. 12th. So that would have meant not even made the playoffs, not even been close to making the playoffs a year ago. They had the Bills, the first team. And this is the NFL. Let me tell you the whole NFL. And I'll just point out the AFC teams. The Bills were the number one team overall. The Chargers were number three. Browns were number six. I couldn't understand why the Browns were number six. They don't even know who their quarterback's going to be. The Bengals were number eight. They're coming off a Super Bowl. So I guess if anyone wants to feel disrespected, the Bengals probably do. The Chiefs came in at number nine. The Dolphins, I know they have a talented roster, but they have a question at a quarterback that you have no idea what he's going to do. Nobody knows what Tua's going to do. And even Tyreek Hill, who says that he's more accurate than, than Patrick Mahomes, doesn't believe that. The Ravens at number 12. The Broncos at number 14. Again, the Russell Wilson effect. They put them in there. The Colts at number 15. Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan's going to put you in the number 15 spot? Okay. I mean, and, and look, hey, maybe he will. But last I saw, the Atlanta Falcons were trying to move on from Matt Ryan for a reason, right? And now that's why he's in Indy. The Patriots, Josh McDaniel's former team, 18. Damon, you'll be happy to know that the Tennessee Titans, number 20. <laughs> and then there's the Raiders at number 21. But that's the 12th highest AFC team in this piece. When I tell you, Damon, that the Raiders were ranked 21st out of 32 teams, how shocking to you is that? That's one of those, that's one of those rankings where I see where Raider fans have the chip on their shoulder that everybody's always dogging us in the media. Because that's outrageous. That just doesn't make any sense to me. And again, I reached out to Ben Lindsay to get him onto the show. I've had him on the show before. I just, I I do not understand that at all. And I'll even go to what he says and try to figure that out. Because a lot of times I'll say, okay, well, I'll give these guys the benefit of the doubt. He says the biggest strength, Devontae Adams' addition gives the Raiders passing attack the receiver is missing. Derek Carr ranked first in PFF passing grades on throws between the numbers in 2021 as compared to 2022 on throws outside the numbers. But now he's one of the truly elite route runners in the league who can win consistently on the outside at his disposal. And in Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller in Las Vegas passing game has the potential to be explosive in 2022. Okay, so none of that screams that they're the 21 highest ranked team. Biggest weakness. 
The counter argument to the explosive passing game argument above is that the Raiders didn't do much to improve Carr's pass protection this offseason. Offensive line, I get it. The right side of the Raiders' offensive line allowed more pressures than any other right guard and tackle duo in the NFL in 2021, 124. And there's a chance that the Raiders run things back with Alex Leatherwood and Brandon Parker in those spots this season. So, okay, there's the, there's the reason, according to Ben Lindsay. There was all those pressures on the right side of the Raiders' offensive line a season ago. 124 led the league. And then the X factor. For 2022, the Raiders' secondary stands out as one of the weaker positional groups of this roster, but there are several young players who could outperform expectations. Fourth-year cornerback Trayvon Mullen falls into that category. Mullen missed the majority of last season with the right foot injury, but he had a 73.9 pro football focus coverage grade in the first three games of the season after ranking seventh amongst cornerbacks with 11 pass breakups in 2020. There's, a, there's at least some reason for optimism headed into the season. But again, I sell you this, Raider Nation, 21st? 21st? Like, I just honestly could not believe it. I, I really, I was shocked. I was stunned when I saw 21st ranked out of 32 teams. That really just blew my mind. I have no idea where that came from. And as a matter of fact, Ben just hit me up and he said uh, he can join the show tomorrow or Friday. So there you go. There you go. We'll have Ben on the show. But Raider Nation, I want to ask you after you hear the Raiders rank 21st with what I believe is an upgraded roster. Yes, the offensive line is a question. We all know that. We've talked about that till we're blue in the face. I get it. But there's no way, in my opinion, that a team goes from being in the playoffs a year ago, the fifth seed in the playoffs, to being the 20, having the 21st best roster in the NFL before you even get into the next regular season. I just I don't see that. There's just no way you can convince me of that. But I'd love to hear from you what you think. Where do you think realistically, not with, you know, Raider, uh, you know, glasses on where everything is rainbows and puppy dogs, but where do you think realistically the Raiders should be ranked in the AFC and in the NFL? Because in the AFC, they were the 12th highest team. The Steelers were behind them, the Jaguars were behind them, and the Texans were behind them. The Steelers came in at 22, the Jags at 28, and the Texans at 32. So think about that. You want to talk about the ultimate slap in the face? You know, we talked about Derek Carr and the team having a chip on their shoulder. And I know Ben Lindsay's not going to push the, the Raiders to, you know, put that up on the, on the wall in the locker room and have bulletin board material. But can you imagine that the only rosters that Ben has in the AFC that are worse than the Raiders are the Steelers, the Jags, and the Texans? The Jags and the Texans? Come on, man. I can't even sign up for that. You know what I mean? Like, again, normally I give everyone the benefit of the doubt. I hear them out. I like to hear both sides of the conversation, understand where they're coming from. But there's no part of me that understands where my man is coming from. So we're going to see. Uh, he'll either join the show tomorrow or Friday, and we'll, uh, we'll get to the bottom of it. But let's go out to the Raider Nation listener line at 702-365-9200. Let's talk to our guy, ABA Ivan Davis. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? How's it going, man? Thanks for taking my call as usual. What's up, Demont? <laughs> What's going on? But anyway, but uh, twenty first, huh? Twenty first. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like you. I'm trying to understand that the only place that they could find a spot is the offensive line. But here's my reasoning. My reasoning is Cable. That was offensive line coach last time, right? Yep. Okay, uh, his scheme fits certain personnel, and the Raiders didn't have the type of personnel to fit his scheme, especially on that right side. Now, Lincoln Kennedy had it correctly. Okay, uh, my man is a mauler. He reminds me of Lincoln Kennedy as far as talent-wise. 
Okay, and so that's why Lincoln immediately assessed what he needs to do as far as his technique and and, and how he needs to hit. And that and so he, he didn't fit the right scheme. And I, I can see why uh, the coach for the Raiders put him back at right tackle because he's going to run a different scheme. The offensive line is going to be improved. How much? I don't know. Right. And where you going to put him, I still don't know. But... I mean, it doesn't. That much doesn't deserve that ranking, especially since Carr still through for four thousand yards. Carr right, just almost, the ball almost five, almost five thousand. So thank, that, thank okay. you for the call, but man, pr- appreciate you. And yeah, that's that's a uh, that that kind of blew my mind. You sound like you uh, sound like I lost you a little bit while you're on the highway. So I definitely appreciate the call. Uh, I, I just again. It, it really blows my mind. So I, I kind of want to hear from you. I do want to hear from you and just find out what you believe a fair ranking would be. You know, I mean, look, you could look at him and say, I think it's a top 10 team, and, and especially in the AFC. I mean, look, seven teams make the playoffs, right? You got 14 that go to the, the playoffs all in general. I would, I would put them in a, in a playoff position. So if it's me ranking them, Ben Lindsay has them ranked as the 12th highest, 12th highest seeded team in the AFC. I would put them at least at number seven. If I was going to put them anywhere, it'd be at least number seven, and that's getting into the playoffs. And remember, a year ago they were five, but I, I realize I'll factor in the reason I say seven. I'll, I'll factor in the fact that you know they they had some walk off games. They had multiple walk off games where they had to come back from behind, and you know they didn't really dominate some games. So I'll, I'll say that hey, they 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 ran into uh, some some good fortune multiple times throughout the course of their games by their doing, you know. But you don't want to have to live by that all the time. So I'll say that they have, they should be at least the seventh highest ranked team in the AFC. They should at least be penciled in as a playoff team this year, you know, going into the season, just with the upgrades, just with the upgrades and including the head coach, Josh McDaniels, because I do believe that that's a better coach than what the Raiders had a season ago, especially a better play caller and more efficient when it comes to the red zone. I think you're going to see a lot more touchdowns as opposed to field goals that you saw a ton of. A year ago. So Raider Nation, I definitely want to hear from you at 702-365-9200. Also, the Salmon Ash text sign is 69187, keyword R&R. So just uh, feel free to hit us up. We Like I say, we're navigating through some some tough times, but it's okay. We're gonna, tough times are going to be okay. We're going to make it work and make it do what it do, and uh, we're going to keep things rolling as, uh, as usual. So definitely hit us up. Again, I'm looking at this piece uh, from Ben Lindsay on Pro Football Focus. Also ESPN, they, they put it out there uh, by way of Ben Lindsay, but the Bills are the number one ranked team in the NFL, number one ranked team in the AFC. Chargers next, followed by the Browns. That one gets me, too. The Browns at number six. I know that they have a really good team. I know they have some really good pieces, but they don't even know who their quarterback's going to be. Like, there's absolutely no idea when their quarterback is going to get onto the field. And don't tell me Jacoby Brissett. And don't tell me that Baker Mayfield is going to return, because I don't think that's going to happen. And even if he does, there's a reason why they tried to move on from Baker Mayfield and went and got Deshaun Watson, and gave him $230 million. If they believed that highly in Baker Mayfield, they would have had no situation with Deshaun Watson ever. He'd still be sitting in Houston, or maybe Atlanta would have picked him up, or someone else would have picked him up. But they broke the bank and gave him a ton of guaranteed money just so they can move on from Baker Mayfield. So don't tell me that that's the reason why that they're ranked so highly. The third highest ranked AFC team, according to this piece. Vegas Pete hit us up on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Raider haters are everywhere. The article's a joke. Good. Uh, will be on the right sides, shoring it up. Merrick, Hobbs, Yassin are good. Never be shocked by lazy media or haters. Coaching alone will 
Bet we're better than the Bolts, Colts, Broncos, and Browns. Our O-line will be fine. All reports are Leatherwood have been impressive this year's workouts. The monster D-line we have in the pass rush will help the D-backs, and we have the best quarterback in two-minute drill. We're top six in the AFC. That's Vegas Pete right there. And I'm not even worried about the, you know, the haters everywhere stuff. I mean, I think that that, and this is no disrespect to you, Vegas Pete, but I, I think that that's an easy cop-out. Oh, well, they just hate the Raiders. No, I mean, I think he probably has, a, like, he really believes that they're the 21st ranked team and that's what actually bothers me more that it's not really about someone hating on the team it's just like hey yeah i really believe that they're the 12th best team in the afc i think that that's actually more disrespectful than just being hater if that makes does that make sense Damon? no that makes 100 percent sense toby and i were laughing in the studio because like no he actually believes that the raiders aren't that good and that's even worse than being a hater Right. That's that's what I'm thinking. So, I mean, if, if you just don't like the team, you don't like the team, that's fine. But I feel like that he just really believes they're not that good. And I'm not seeing that. I say it all the time. Maybe I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Maybe I'm, you know, falling for a banana in the tailpipe. But that fall ain't that far. <laughs> that fall ain't that far. Now, I do agree with Vegas Pete that he said, you know, they, that the Raiders should be number six at, at least. Cool. I could agree with that. Like I said, I said seven at least. I could agree with that. Let's get a call in real quick. Let's talk to Juan the Smasher right here in the 702. What's up, Juan? What's up, kid? What's going on? Chilling, man. Chilling. The 21st team, give me a break. Hey, big dog. I'm gonna tell you like this. Hey, we're we're better than hey, we're better than the donkeys. We're better than the dolphins. We're better than the ravens. We're better than all these teams. Man, I can't believe it. Every every time these guys always want to say that this and that. 21st, nah. Hey, we're we're the sixth best team in the AFC. And this year, we're gonna come for those Chiefs. And I, and and you know what? They trash too. Because it's only going to be us and the Chargers. And other than that, I don't know why. But I'm just telling you right this, Q, it's going to be us and the this Chargers fighting for the, for the West. And we're going to take it this year. Let's go, Raiders. All right, Juan the Smasher, thank you for the call. Let's hustle up real quick and get to our guy, Mitch, in New Jersey. We'll take a break. Mitch, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Sure, how you doing, buddy? Thanks for taking my call. I'm good, how are you? Thank you. Good, good. Uh, 15 days. Big day. They must be smoking something. Did the Raiders not pay some fee to, go, uh, to the media that makes these rankings? I think the only teams I'll be worried about is the Chiefs, Chargers, and one other team saying, hey, I just can't think right now. I'm in baseball. I'm stuck in traffic. School <laughs> basketball with the free agency. I think there's only three teams better than the Raiders. Such haters. Come on. You got to be neutral, impartial, right? Just like yep. you most of the time. All right. How's it going, buddy? <laughs> This one ran me hot. Thanks, Mitch, for the call. I appreciate you. This one ran me hot because I just I don't understand this one. I really don't. Maybe I'm just not. Maybe the sun's getting to me today, and I'm 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 overheating. I don't know. I don't know what the case may be. Something's in in the air today. Uh, got our, our our equipment not working right. I'm seeing. I'm reading rankings that aren't going right. I'm just everything just seems like it's a little off today. But we're gonna get to the bottom of it and figure it out. And to help us get to the bottom of it, our guy Adam Hill from the Las Vegas Review Journal. He'll join us next to talk all things well about this piece and see where he thinks the Raiders should be ranked. This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. We get a lot of feedback by way of Twitter about this uh, piece that Ben's, Ben Lindsay from Pro Football Focus put out, ESPN put it out as well. Has the Raiders ranked 21st in the NFL going into training camp, 2022 roster. Has them as the 12th best team in the AFC. Mike said, I've been pretty clear on how much I dislike the new regime and the direction of the team, but even I can't see 21st. 
Uh, LV Raider Marcus said AFC fifth, NFL ninth. Question marks at offensive line. No homer approach. We're fifth last year with less. Aaron said, I think the question is about the O-line is legit, but to put the Browns, Colts, Broncos in front of the Raiders is crazy. They have way more question marks than the Raiders. I would be okay if they were ranked 10th. So uh, that's some feedback by way of Twitter. Keep those coming in. Let me know what your realistic uh, rankings are in your opinion. Where do you think the Raiders should be ranked in the AFC and also in the NFL? And joining us right now in studio, and Adam, I'm not going to lie, I wish I was in studio with you, is our guy Adam Hill from the Las Vegas Review Journal, also ESPN Las Vegas, does a great job on Cofield and the company. And I'm pretty shocked. How shocked are you that my man Ben Lindsay has the Raiders ranked 21st in the NFL with their roster going into 2022? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you have to look at exactly how rankings are put together, and, and they're always different. Um, you know, I will I will throw my uh, my thing out there again. I think it's coming out Monday, finally, my ranking of all the cities that are that are in the NFL. And I literally wrote in there, if you disagree with this, what are you disagreeing with? There's no basis to what these rankings are. It's just literally where I like the most. That's it. And so, like, it's important to look at what the rating system is. So if you want to rank the Raiders roster – I think they should be much higher. But if you want to rank where they're going to finish, like there's some concerns. This schedule is brutal. That's true. It's brutal. And and so when I I hear feedback like, well, they were fifth last year and they've only gotten better, they might get better and have a worse record. Like that's possible. You could be a much better team and have a worse record. That's a possibility that could happen. So I think it's really important to look what exactly you're ranking. Uh, But if this is ranking of rosters, I, I, I would say they're pretty absurdly low like this is a very very good roster um but there is still there's a lot of questions i mean new staff new regime like last year we talk about all the distractions and all the things that went on off the field but in a way that may have helped them on the field as crazy as it sounds like their time their three hours on the field each week were the time that they got to, they got to get away from all that craziness so like right. sometimes that can be a a positive thing so uh i, I just think you know I, first of all fans reacting to pieces is great and it's fun, but like, don't read too much into it. Like, don't freak out. It's fun for us. It's fun to talk about. And it's fun. Like, look right now, the players aren't even here. Like we've got to find these things to talk about and get worked up about for sure. And I I understand that fans do that, but um, like, because you, this is not the college football poll where you have to work your way up it. Like literally the rankings do not matter. The only, the only thing that matters is your record. No, you're right about that. And, again, that's Adam Hill from the Las Vegas Review-Journal, also Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas, uh, speaking to you right now. And, yeah, and, and you're right about that. And I never really trip off rankings at all because, as you mentioned, they don't matter. But it really did blow me away. And the, the piece is called NFL Roster Rankings yeah. for All 32 Teams for 2022. Strengths, weaknesses, and X factors for every starting lineup. So I think we both agree, and I think everyone agrees, the offensive line is definitely a weakness. It's a concern and a weakness. But – you know, besides that, I don't see something that would make them 21st. I, I, I see I see areas where, like you said, they could take a step back from what they did last year in certain areas, but I just don't see them dropping that far. Yeah, and you're right, and, and that's why I was kind of pointing out this is roster ranking, so I do think it's kind of silly, and I think, you know, if you want to get upset about it and worked up about it, like, I think that's fair because I, I don't think that that is an accurate representation of what this roster is, uh, But but I do caution people, like, don't get too, you know, carried away and freaked out about how good the roster could be. Like you still have to play the games, and this schedule is going to be very, very difficult. So I, I wouldn't, you know, I, I think you could be, and you could be a better team. You could, you could come together better and, and have a better, you know, have better metrics and all those things, and still have a worse record. So all those things are very possible. Uh, but I do think it's overlooking a lot of the good work that they have done in the offseason to say that their roster is twenty first. I, I think it's better. I think they have less question marks than a lot of people. And you know, don't forget, like this is a this is an offensive line that. 
for all intents and purposes, was brutal for much of last year. But they kind of came together a little bit toward the end of the year. I think they showed some improvement. I think you know different, um, you know different pieces fitting into different parts this year, maybe, and you know finding themselves a little bit could help. I mean, having a, a you know a spot for Alex Leatherwood, whether that's guard or tackle, and having him settle in, and I think building that confidence in him. Um, would make the entire offensive line better. So I, like, I, I have concerns about the line, but it wasn't something that held them back last year. I think they were able to overcome it and play well enough. So um, I don't, I don't think there's as many holes as some other people might. You know, I do think there's some spots. I, I think there's some questions on the interior of the defensive line. Um, yeah. I, I certainly think there's questions at linebacker. I think depth in the secondary is a big question mark, but um, they, they don't have many holes. So I think 21st in terms of just roster construction is pretty silly. Right. I agree 100%. Again, we're talking with Adam Hill here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. Now, looking at that offensive line, of course, when training camp opens and the veterans report on the 20th, that's what we're going to be paying attention to. We'll be out there, you know, out there at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, very far away, but we'll be looking at the (laughs) offensive line. How long do you think it's going to take for you to be able to identify, like, okay, Alex Leatherwood is having a good offseason or he or a good training camp or he's not having a good training camp or, you know, what I mean, because I read all these about, oh, Alex Leatherwood's having a great offseason. I'm like, how does anyone know that? Nobody sees anything. There's nothing going on. You know, how does anyone know if he's having a good, bad or ugly uh, offseason? So how, how long do you think it'll take you to identify what's going on in training camp? I don't know what you're talking about. I know several people that have, have really identified who's improved and who hasn't, even though they're watching the, the scrimmages or not even scrimmages, the drills from a thousand miles away. So that's a. That's interesting. Um, it's going to be tough. Like, like you said, I think what, what you can identify is kind of what groups they're lining up in, right? And if, if Alex Leatherwood is consistently lining up with the number ones every single day and they're not dropping them down here and there and like, hey, look, you had a bad practice yesterday. We're going to put you at two to kind of work your way back in and send a message. Like if he's consistently working with the ones, like that, I think that would be a really good sign. And, and we'll be able to get on the binoculars and maybe like a telescope. Um, and, and find out exactly where he is lining up uh, in those in those scenarios. But um, it's it's really tough to tell. Uh, obviously, the work is done. You know, a lot of the work is done. We're not even there, much less you know a thousand miles away watching it. Um, they'll know. I think the coaches will know what kind of work he's put in and, and how he's progressed. And then you'll see him in the preseason a little bit. And um, the real test is when the regular season starts. So we can read everything we want into what's going on in the practice field. I, you know, I, I said it, and I know some other people are talking about it this training camp, or excuse me, this offseason. Like, consistently, every single drill I watched last year, Lester yeah. Cotton, I thought, was the best player on the offensive line. Consistently. I said that. Consistently. <laughs> I remember you said that. And <laughs> – uh, like it didn't pan out. It didn't. I mean, right. maybe he was, but he wasn't getting the opportunity. And maybe he does now. I don't know. But th- that's that's what I'm saying about the off season. I mean, look, mm-hmm. Brian Edwards was what a combination of Terrell Owens and uh, Randy Moss and yeah. like uh, Steve Largent and like every wide receiver that's ever played uh, because he looked good in drills. Like that right. doesn't always translate to the field either. So yeah, we'll be able to, to kind of tell what's going on. We'll be able to tell where they're lining up and what they're thinking of him. But uh, we won't really know until the game starts and, and see how they really feel about some of these guys. How big of a factor will Denzel Good be? What 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 does he bring to the table as far as helping stabilize that offensive line? You want to give me a percentage of where you think he is? Because right now he doesn't look like he's anywhere close to being ready to be on the field. I'm with you, you know, and again, that was just what we saw briefly. You know, we didn't see a whole lot, but I'm assuming that at some point, you know, near the beginning of the season, he should be ready to go. But that's a, that's a big assumption. I mean, I think when he can play and when he's healthy, I think he for I was going to say he's good. Um, 
bad bad pun. Obviously, I, I I think he's he's a really good player when he's healthy. I just, I just have some real concerns. It's been a while. Like this has yeah. been a pretty long recovery, um, and sometimes that happens. It's not it's not you know it's not to criticize him. Like sometimes it just people heal differently, and he didn't look like he was that close to being able to kind of go through a lot of things with the team. If he is by training camp, that would be I think a real real big boost because he's he's a guy that's been around. He's a good presence. Um, he's just a solid player, and, and I think that would help a lot. Uh, to s- stabilize one of your spots if you can get him healthy. I just I just don't know where we're going to be with that. No, that's good. That's an interesting point, you know, because, again, we saw him out there. I think one day we saw him doing little drills off to the side or just trying to, you know, do some cardio to the side, and then really that was it. You know, it was crickets after that, so I uh, didn't and, see a whole lot he of wasn't, things. Uh, good. He was, in, in the little that he did, he wasn't moving well when he did it either. No, no, not at all. And, look, he's a big dude, you know, and so obviously, like you mentioned, man, people heal a lot differently. So uh, that's going to be something to pay attention to, a storyline uh, pr- pretty early, really, in training camp. Final question for you, Adam, and I definitely appreciate you being in the studio with us today. How about, is there an offense, or not offensive lineman, is there a, a free agent out there that you think that the Raiders need to go and get? And not necessarily by name, but just a position. Like, yes, they need to go get this position and bolster this spot before training camp starts. Yeah, so it was the uh, were they calling for Hightower? I think in the uh, yeah, <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think a veteran presence at linebacker, especially somebody that knows the system, wouldn't be the worst idea. Um, I still think. Look, I like some of the bodies on the interior, the defensive line for sure. But if you find somebody that would just really, really solidify everything that you want to do, I think it's going to be really important uh, to kind of clog up the line quite a bit. And and they look, they've got some, they've got some candidates, they've got some options to be there. Uh, so I think that would that would help too. Um, of course, if, if there was an offensive line you thought would work, that'd be great. And and I and I still think uh, I still think a corner. I still think you need yeah. to to solidify that position. I I'm you know certainly more uh, excited about Rockestin than a lot of people are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he can be a really good player. Obviously, they've got uh, high hopes for what Nate Hobbs can continue to do and progress. Um, and Trayvon Mullen is a is a solid player when he's healthy. That just hasn't happened enough. Uh, for this team, so I, I, I do think uh, solidifying yourself back there would, would help a little bit as well. Uh, but I just think it's finding the right pieces, finding the right fits, no, no matter what position. I think uh, bringing guys in that you know that know how to win, that understand the league, and um, can really just jump right in and help you out and, and help lead that defense. I think would be pretty helpful. I agree. I agree 100 percent. Well, Adam, we definitely appreciate you. I know you got your piece dropping on Monday about your your favorite places to go. Oh, so I look man. forward to looking at that. Anything else you're working on that I need to be on the lookout for? Uh, no, nah, there's going to be some angry people. I'm sure you talked about it, too. Uh, PFF put out the most team friendly contracts out out there oh, a couple days that. ago. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Dan- Everything is out. Every list is out right now, isn't it? <laughs> Darren Waller, the third most team friendly contract in the NFL. So I'll, uh, I'm going to write some up on that. Does that as well. get addressed? Do you think that gets addressed before training camp? Uh, you would think so. But I I, listen, I, I was one that thought he was going to try to push for a trade, and he's been, he's he's talked about it, but he hasn't been aggressive like some other players have. So um, maybe th- maybe things are going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. Right there, you go. Well, Adam, thank you so much, my man. I do appreciate you. Keep up the great work, and uh, like I said, we'll be talking soon. Sounds good. All right, there he goes, Adam Hill, right there from the Las Vegas Review Journal. Make sure you check out all his work. You can find him on Twitter at Adam Hill L V R J, and you can also check him out on Cofield and Company on our sister station. Uh, probably in about ten or fifteen minutes, <laughs> so uh, they should get that thing cranked up. And he does a great job with uh, with us on Cofield and Company as well. So definitely appreciate Adam Hill this afternoon. Two forty four is the time. We'll come back. We'll take some more of your calls and texts. You heard what Adam had to say. What's on your mind? ESPN has the ranking out. 
Raiders at number 21. You can't really overreact. I know I came in a little hot with it, but uh, it, it shocked me. So uh, what are your thoughts, and where do you think that the Raiders realistically should be ranked in your mind, AFC and in the NFL? This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Top three. I like Adams. I like him because he's quicker than what you think. He can run by you, and he creates separation. He's got great catch radius. Like, he, he, he can play in, you can play him everywhere, and we saw that throughout the Packers last year, last couple years. So his versatility, his size, his quickness, he's not the fastest guy, but he's never, he's never not open. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy, Q. Right there, that was Julian Edelman talking about wide receivers, talking about Devontae Adams. You heard him right there. We've been having a lot of conversation and we've been having a lot of trials and tribulations that we've been going through so far early on in the show today on Unnecessary Roughness Radio Nation Radio 920. Not mad at that. We're going to overcome it because that's what we do. Just had Adam Hill in studio talking about the, the piece that was put out on ESPN by way of Pro Football Focus, talking about uh, the Raiders being the 21st ranked team in the NFL and the 12th ranked team in the AFC. And I normally don't ever really overreact to an article but that one really kind of blew my mind so i came in hot for the show and uh, really wanted to get raider nation's feedback on it then we had adam hill talking and, and kind of talking everyone off the ledge including myself and i definitely appreciate that uh and little al davis hit us up on twitter and said ding 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 adam hill hit every nail on its head great response to the question regarding the pff article ranking the raiders personally i enjoy reading every raiders related offseason article but i take it all with a grain of salt at your boy q254 at rnr 920 AM. So definitely appreciate that, little Al Davis. And uh, yeah, again, you're right. You got to take it with a grain of salt. Don't you know get too high or too low on it. But man, it just really blew my mind. But Adam Hill has some great answers, and that's why we like to have him on the show because he's very level headed when it comes to, especially this time of year. Man, it's June 29th, so there's going to be people that are going to write things to get reactions. And and look, it got a good reaction from me, and I'm okay with that. I have no problem saying that. Some sometimes people say I don't react enough. Well, so there you go. Got a good reaction from me. On that one. Let's go out to the Rare Nation listener line at 702-365-9200. Let's talk to our guy, Gangster Raider. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, what's happening? You should know better than that, Q. Don't be falling for that um, trigger action. They know the Raider Nation going to be triggered. That's why they print stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? I used to be the same way, but especially now since we got this new regime, I'm sitting back like, okay, they don't know what we got. You know what I'm saying? They never seen us on offense. They ain't seen us on defense. We got a whole new offensive scheme. We got a whole new defensive scheme. You know what I'm saying? And so they just pulling their straws. And like the other caller said, you don't know what his ranking is based off. He might be based off who he think got the prettiest colors. You know what I'm Well, just about anything that can go wrong will go wrong today as Gangster Raiders call just dropped out of thin air. Oh, that was his call? Yeah. I thought- no, nothing, nothing about us. That was Gangster Raiders call just dropped. Yeah, so Gangster Raiders calls dropping. I mean, don't know where Q went. But hey, man, we're still here chugging along on Raider Nation Radio. And the thing about these lists, as people always say, hey, Ben Lindsay, he's just doing his job. And like his rankings, like Adam Hill did say in the last segment, what's he basing it off of? He's basing it off the roster that he thinks that they have or where they're going to end at the end of the season. The first team that he had on that list, it's behind the paywall on ESPN+. Plus. So for people like me, all you can see is that the Buffalo Bills are the number one team that he does have on his list. So with that being said, he obviously thinks that the Buffalo Bills are maybe going to win the Super Bowl or the best team that he sees so far in the NFL. 
All right, and we're going to go back out to Gangster Raider. Let you finish up what you had to say there. Yeah, sorry about that. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. I don't know what happened, but like I said, you know, we don't know what is based off. We might be based off who we think got the prettiest colors. You know, what I'm saying? as a Raider Nation, as a fan base, and as a team, we should know what we got. You know, what I'm saying we know we improve on every aspect, on every, on every aspect of the team, every facet of the team, should I say? And also, we got a new scheme that both ways should improve our red zone because both our red zone defense and offense was atrocious. I think we gave up over 80% touchdowns on defense in the red zone. And y'all know how we look on offense in the red zone. And just those differences is going to make us that much better. So don't even listen to these um, lists because, like you said, it's a whole lot of lists out right now. So it's a lull in the sports season. So you're going to see a whole bunch of lists. And who, who, if you want your list to pop, you know, talk bad about the Raiders, you're going to trigger the Raider Nation, get a bunch of responses, a bunch of clicks. Don't fall for that no more. Just like I think Sue is using us for leverage. I don't think Sue really want to be a Raider. I think he's just trying to use us for leverage against other teams. We can't let him do that either. You know what I'm saying? We, know we, can, we might want him, but, you know, if he don't come, we can't let him use us like that for leverage, which he's done in previous situations. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, I'm a big Michael Jordan fan. And Michael Jordan, whenever somebody in the media or somebody doubted him and talked back to him, he would stop talking to the media altogether. And then the next game or the next series, he would unleash and take it out on everybody. That's how the Raiders got to be, especially Derek Carr. And I'm liking the way he's sounding with the chip on the shoulder. He got a little bit of Michael Jordan in him. And he's like, okay, y'all think this? Y'all think that? Just wait. Just wait till we host this fourth row in our first one in Vegas. Then see what y'all got to say. But Raider Nation, y'all got to sit back and know. You know what I'm saying? We got to be like Mike Tyson. Everybody got a plan where they get punched in the mouth. We're Mike Tyson. Everybody sees this. Whoa, Gangster Raider, you are in. All right, Gangster Raider was in a windstorm or something. I see why his call dropped that first time. But we got Q back now. What's going on, Q? He got me back by way of phone now. I mean, I'm telling you, when I, when I say that we got all kind of stuff going on today, we have all kind of stuff going on today. So, uh, yeah, Gangster Raider, thanks for calling us back. We do appreciate that. And uh, we're going to get to some positivity coming up to start off hour number two of the show. So uh, we're going to take a quick reset. We'll come back, kick off hour number two of the show. Bucky Brooks, he's a part of NFL.com. He put out a really good piece, and he put it out on LasVegasRaiders.com. On Raiders.com, you can check it out there about guys who aren't rookies anymore, and he was talking in particular about Alex Leatherwood and Trayvon Merrick. We'll break that down. We'll do it next here on Raider Nation Radio 920.